0: This is Tamarindo, Tamarindo podcast. podcast. I'm Brenda Gonzalez and I'm Ana Sheila Victorino. This is the LatinX podcast where we discuss
1: politics, pop culture and how to balance it all con calma. Welcome to the show.
0: this episode of Tamarindo we are going to define what stress is and then we're going to talk a little bit about something that we like to call energy chupacabras and of course we're going to end it with our fabulous basura and matraca segment so let's get on with the show Hello, Tamarindo podcast listeners. Welcome back to Tamarindo. We
1: missed you. We missed you. This is
0: uh, the part of the show where we catch up. So, Ana Sheila, ¿qué pasa?
1: pasa conmigo? So I've been working out a lot the last couple of weeks, getting ready for our first Tamarindo Calma event that we just came back from. We worked out, we meditated, we hung out. And I was just trying to make sure that, you know, I could hang with Brenda, because she's like a super fitness fanatic. I am not, but yes,
0: thank you. This is a podcast, y'all can't see that I am not. Because,
1: <laughs> and it's so funny, Well, as part of this, like working out, I was trying all these different classes, and I wanted to share the most egregious expression of capitalism and fitness that I've seen. in. Wow a minute it was just so funny so basically it kind of felt like how can we make the most amount of money using the least amount of space it's mm, so- interesting tell it me was more that, it was like a pl- i think it's called plate fit so it was like a plate fit class so basically i show up and never done this before um the space is so small that literally the 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 lady that's helping you know manage the students said that asked me to wait outside because there is literally no room inside of the small <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and it I was can't like hot and wait. i was like okay okay and so i walk in and then there's these machines They're i guess they're called plate fit machines that literally they're very small machines that vibrate. Okay. And so basically, the machine is vibrating as you're doing these exercises and supposedly you can get a better workout in less time so like a 30 minute workout is equivalent to a 60 minute workout because you are doing it on this vibrating plate so it just feels like so you're on this plate it's kind of weird to get used to at first I felt like you know my little like my stomach my little pancita was like vibrating yeah and so how does this
0: compare to our event which was free and at a park and you could stretch and do cartwheels versus this
1: tiny little spot Right, but it was just so funny and then I and then And and then you check the prices and you're like, oh, my God, this is they're literally charging like what you would pay for a 60 minute. It's like over two hundred dollars for like I forget, but it was just some crazy price. And what part of L.A. was this in? I think it was like mid-city mid or yeah, something makes like sense. that. And, it was, <laughs> I, and, and then normally after a class, I go up to the trainer and we talk and, you know, because I'm always, you know, pregunta, I want to know like exactly, you know, how this class works, like what are the benefits? What's and the side? science? Am I doing it right? Exactly. What's, <laughs> the, what's science? the science and I, was, and I couldn't do that because as soon as the class was over, there were literally people starting a new class. So it was literally 30 minutes back to back, back to back. So literally, how much money can we make? Wow. The, so it was just, it was funny. I would maybe try it again, like under class pass, but like I would never join this uh this you know get an actual membership to this gym and i wonder if it's even like true you know are you actually really getting so much more of a benefit i don't know i don't know it was a very interesting vibrating you're not gonna pay the money to find out whether whether (laughs) it continues to work
0: well that's cool i'll tell you what's been occupying my mind and i'll be real brief because we got a lot to pack into this episode but we many of you that probably listened and watched the democratic debates and i gotta say one couple things that stood out for me one is that there's a of like Castigando Castro going on. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to play a little tiny bit of what a lot of people are talking about. So I'm going to play that right now
2: but the difference between what i support and what you support vice president biden is that you require them to opt in and i would not require them to opt in they would automatically be enrolled they wouldn't have to buy in that's a big difference because barack obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered they, he wanted every single person in this country covered my plan would do that your plan would they not do not have to buy in they do not have to buy in. you just said that you just said that two minutes ago you just you said two minutes ago that they would they have to buy in. You said your they would, have to, would have to buy in. to buy in. Are, for you, are you forgetting what you don't said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't, don't have know. to buy You're forgetting that. I said anyone I mean, like look, grandmother who look, has no money. Need she need healthcare health care system you're automatically, automatically enrolls people regardless of whether they choose to opt in or not. If you lose your job, for instance, his, his health care plan would not automatically enroll you. You would have to opt in. My health care plan would. That's a big difference. I'm fulfilling, fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, and you're not. That would be surprised to him. Andrew Yang
0: of the debate, if you follow our Twitter, and because Twitter, if you know this is where most of our political followers are, there's a lot of our uh, like-minded followers that uh, have found that the media has been castigando Castro, as I like to say. That that they've been a little (laughs) hyper critical of the way Castro handled that precise moment. Now, look, it was a little harsh. It was a little way harsh tie (laughs) as as to quote Clueless. But -hmm. I also feel that there's a double standard in, in that Castro a Latino man during a time when our community has been literally massacred and, and it can show a little bit of passion and is somehow the entire mainstream media has just, like— pounced on him, everyone. So it's just a, a, a concerning moment, something to reflect on, and, I'm, and I well, I won't go into much deeper there, but other, just, I just want to hear what all you all are thinking about that moment. You can always contact us at tamaridopodcast at gmail.com. I'm oh, oh, sorry, that's not our email. That's our old one. It's contact at tamaridopodcast.com. We'd love to hear you and engage you. But Anishayla, yeah, but, you have some thoughts yeah, on
1: that? Yeah, I was just going to say, and it's especially because previous, uh, you know, attacks on Biden were actually celebrated by other, by candidates yeah previous debate, the torso So it was just interesting that, like, we were celebrating how other candidates, you know, went after Biden and how that was a great moment for them. But this time, it wasn't. It was like—it made Castro a, quote-unquote, one of the losers of the debate. So that yeah, was very interesting. Very
0: interesting, the double standards on the uh, men of color.
1: Right. Especially when I feel like Castro is—I've gener- generally thought of him as, like, a very, like, nice guy. And, and I feel like—and a little bit boring in the past is how I thought of him. And I feel like he's really stepped up, and I actually— I actually like that he that he did that in this debate. and is really showing more passion. But
0: yeah, it's very interesting stuff. Well, it, you know, there's only 12 other debates coming up, so we can we can always talk about it. So that's enough catching up. Uh, what we've got coming up for you all right now is a great conversation about stress. stress. Yes, and how and, and we're going to Anastasia is going to walk us through what is stress and a little bit more about that. And one thing that I do want to. Um, let all our listeners, listeners know, and also to quote the debates. Let, let me be clear, because say, they say that a million <laughs> times during the debates. And let me be clear that we love at Tamarindo that we've been incorporating these reflections on calma and some strategies, that, as you'll hear later, to kind of um, relieve stress. But we want to also recognize that a lot of the triggers for people are economic stressors and that Structural change needs to happen, and I know personally there's a candidate that can make that structural change happen. And we've got to know that while there might be some ways that we can relieve stress and while we want to be mindful of our health and wellness, that there's, there are certain things about our capitalist system, our society, that is not really making us all be all that healthy. But, you know, we're not going to solve that today or on this episode or in 10 episodes. But for now, there's little, little things that we can do. Pasitos, as Ana likes to say, there's little things that we can do to make us healthier. And the healthier we are, the better activists we could be, the better we could be to make those structural changes. Yes. Yes. So that's what it's all about. So before we get into all that, let's take a break.
1: One of my favorite childhood memories was of my mom reading me books and singing me songs like Los Tres Cochinitos.
0: Yes, me too. And that's exactly what inspired Encantos, a Latino-owned entertainment education company for today's diverse families. From the creators of their
1: Emmy-nominated brand, Canticos, comes their newest brand and first book, Skeletitos. The Skeletitos brand was inspired by the Dia de los Muertos tradition, and their first book teaches little youngins how to start to tell time and have fun with all the cute Skeletitos characters. What's great is that you can also download their free app, Skeletitos, and that's spelled
0: S K E. L-E-T-I-T-O-S and sing along with
1: the book in English and Spanish. I seriously love it. So we are running a special giveaway on our Instagram page. So just head to At Tamarindo Podcast to enter. The giveaway ends on Monday, September 23rd. So seriously, go right after you listen to the rest of this episode. And the book is super cute. We'll
0: post a picture of it on our Instagram. And if you don't win... Don't worry because you can already find Skeletitos at your local Target and on Amazon.com and give the kids in your life the important gift of books. So make sure to enter the giveaway on at Tamanido Podcast and follow at Skeletitos on Instagram and Facebook.
1: So, Anna Sheila, what exactly is stress? So stress is our body's reaction to something that is happening in our life that needs some kind of response or adjustment. Okay. So a lot of times when we're stressed, our mind is often thinking about that future moment when we'll be fulfilled or free in some way. So like examples are you've finished your work by a deadline or you've taken your test or you've recorded your podcast episode by the time that you want to.
0: We're we're living that stress right now, (laughs) y'all.
1: Yeah. And so I like how one of my favorite authors, Eckhart Tolle, describes it. So he says, stress arrives in the gap between what is and what your mind thinks should be. So we can't wait to not be stressed, which a lot of times in turn makes us more stressed. So does does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So one of the first things that we can do to change how stress affects us is to change how we think about it. So and and one way you can start doing is actually practicing more acceptance and less resistance. And that doesn't mean that like our stressful situation is going to go away. But but we can't—so we can't—but we can't actually change exactly where we are, right, when we feel stressed. We're in it. And so the more that we think about how much we hate the situation, the less we're actually focusing on what we need to do to try and get— past that stress, and so we're actually instead, prolong, sometimes prolonging the stress by procrastinating or thinking too much about the future.
0: I love that you mentioned that, and and actually, I've been thinking a lot about Eckhart Tolle lately myself, mm-hmm. and the power of now. Because, yeah, and that's the only book that. I've read. I love that book. Um, but I, I, because I, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, the news can be a big stressor. But I've just start, started to be more conscious that like I can only control this very moment, and remembering, reflecting, hearing that from that book, and just focusing on what I can actually I can't control anything, but just this moment.
1: <laughs> so right. yeah. Right. And helpful. we talked about economic stress and so we can't change those things, but what can we do to just try not to be focusing so much on what might happen if we don't fix that situation and, and instead of focusing, what are the things that we can do right now? Yeah. Right. And then the second thing that I think was a, is a big realization for a lot of people is that stress isn't all bad. Stress can be good. That's an aha moment.
0: What stress can be good.
1: Right. Our body is literally designed to experience stress and react to it. It's stress is actually what pushes us to get stuff done. It's what motivates us. It helps us grow and get stronger. It also helps us stay alert and avoid danger. Okay. So how do we harness that good stress? Right. Well, actually, so let me. So I like using this the example of working out just to expand on this. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, tell but me like, more. So when you're working out, you're literally creating stress for your muscles, right? Beyond what they're used to, so they can handle more. But stronger. I'm <laughs> yeah, flexing, by the, I'm flexing Dude, by the muscles. Flexing by the. I mean, Bre- <laughs> Brenda has like muscle goals for, for real. <laughs> um, but stronger muscles only happen when we allow our body to rest after the stress. So that's the that's the big key. Is that stress can be good and it's but. But it's so stress itself is not the problem. The problem is the amount of stress that we're feeling and our ability to handle stress. And that's why it's so important to be talking about stress right now because we're in a state where we're experiencing much higher levels of stress than we ever have before. So a lot of us are in a state of chronic stress. And what that what chronic stress means is that we're actually never experiencing. Relief. We're actually never resting between stresses. So we'll be stressed about one thing. And then from that, we'll jump right into another stressor and never actually taking the moment to relax and relieve in order to actually stay healthy. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes
0: a lot of sense. And I'm nodding a lot because it's a lot of what I experienced. And I think uh, producer Jeff can attest to that, (laughs) that stress after stress after stress. Yes. So that's what stress is.
1: That's what stress is. So what's happening when you're stressed? Basically, our body goes into a stress response mode to deal with the stress or perceived emergency. And in the past, this this is what would kick in when we were, you know, our lives were threatened and we were facing saber-toothed tigers. So it was really helpful, but now we're feeling this kind of stress for just daily life occurrences. So basically, our, home, our hormones rub, rub up our heartbeat and send blood rushing to the areas that needed most in this, quote-unquote, emergency, such as our muscles, heart, and other important organs, but they're not sending it to other parts of our body that just allow us to be—that help us be healthy. So when the perceived fear or stress is gone, normally our hypothalamus, which is a small region in our brain, would tell our systems to go back to normal. But if the central nervous system fails to return to normal or the stressor doesn't go, doesn't go away, the response continues. And that's what's happening today is that this response continues, especially with our jobs and our whole lives and our overconnected environment, that is not very helpful. Do you feel that, Brenda? Definitely. I can feel... An actual
0: change in my physical body when I feel like mo- I'm overwhelmed or I've got too much going on or the news is overwhelming me. I can literally feel like physically it manifesting physically, the stress manifesting physically. So yeah, this definitely resonates with me.
1: Exactly. And so this chronic stress can have very serious effects on our physical and emotional health. It's actually linked to the six leading causes of death.
0: Oof, perfect for Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> Well, no, we we don't want any of that for all y'all. This is what this is
1: about, to avoid that. Exactly. But so how do you know that you're under a state of chronic stress? So some of the feelings that that you might have are uh, increased irritability, anxiety, actually depression, having headaches, back or shoulder pain, um, trouble sleeping, feeling like you're constantly getting sick, getting cold, and and taking longer to heal from them libido problems high blood pressure so a lot of these things a lot of times can be attributed to too much stress hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price
2: well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line so if you're feeling these symptoms a lot it could be that you're under state of chronic stress and not creating enough moments of relaxation between stressors and that's the bad stuff the
0: chronic stress yikes well before we um, get into the next part of this conversation we got to take a little break My dad describes my skin tone as canela or cinnamon, but I've always struggled to find the perfect foundation that matches this piel canela. This is why I was so excited that this summer we got to spoil ourselves with a joint visit to Sephora to find the best foundation for each of us. I got to experience Sephora's Color IQ technology to
1: find the exact match for my skin color, undertone, and skin type. I feel you, girl. I've also struggled to get that right shade for me since I'm like a different shade every season and because I don't wear a lot of makeup. But the Sephora in-store beauty advisor hooked it up giving us all those useful tips on how to use a foundation and you know me i'm such a preguntona. she was so helpful yeah the beauty
0: advisor answered all of those questions that you had and i know there were plenty our visit to sephora was truly a fun and educational experience we want to encourage all our listeners to stop by their local sephora where they will get to know you and find the products that are right for you
1: All right, chicos and chicas, to recap, stress is inevitable and can't be good, but it's chronic stress that is literally killing us. So our goal has to be to create more periods of relaxation in between our stressors so that we can be healthier and ultimately happier. And so to start doing that, we have to practice more intentional awareness of our present or what people also call mindfulness.
0: Yes, yes, yes. This means taking Note of what is going on in our day and what our stressors are, and how are they affect how they are affecting us. And these stressors, we have to figure out which one is affecting us the most. And I like to
1: call these the energy chupacabras. Yes, and Brenda, you did a, you did you did a little bit of this, right?
0: Yeah, I experienced the Baskin being um, ten days de stress detox, which some of the notes that you're hearing today come from that company. Tell us about Baskin being what this
1: is about. Yeah, so it, Baskin is a stress management company that I. That I co-founded. And part of what we did is help people find their energy chupacabras. I
0: love that. By, <laughs> that, by the way, we invented that modification to the stressors.
1: Yeah, it was, it used to, yeah, it's normally called energy vampires, but you know, we're adding a little, a little spin on it. But was that really helpful for you? Did, you? did you learn or realize things that you hadn't realized before you did that exercise? Brenda? Yeah, it was helpful to
0: actually write down and identify the different stressors and start to be able to categorize them as triggers by being able to identify which ones were affecting me more, and then avoiding those triggers. That was the whole point of that exercise. And I found that very helpful.
1: Right. So then here's how it works. So you create a list of activities that you do throughout the day. So examples of activities are as simple as making breakfast, working out, commuting to work, talking on the phone to your family, responding to emails, or going on social media, for example. So then... For each of these activities, you want to know, you can, make another, you can make columns for these. You want to know, how does this activity make you feel? So these are emotions like anger, frustration, fear, sadness, anxiety, or, um, you know, peacefulness, gratitude, relaxation, uh, actually feeling bored or, or connected. So more of the relaxation feelings, right? And then the next column, you want to know, how does your body feel? So are you feeling shoulder tension? Do you have back pain? Are you, is your jaw clenched while you're doing an activity? Do you have shortness of breath? Or are your shoulders feeling light? Are you Do you have longer breaths? Is your gaze soft? Are you smiling or laughing? So that's kind of how you, you can sense whether you are under more stress or you're in a more relaxed state of being when you're— doing the activity. Can I give an example?
0: Yes. So for example, one thing that I found was happening is that I would have my email on my phone, my work email on my phone. Mm -hmm. I get up real early and I would already get, start checking my work emails and I would experience the clenched jaw. I would experience uh, running around rushing because I ended up responding to emails versus getting ready and just getting out the door and already starting my work day with my shoulders tensed Mm -hmm. and my stress alert on guard, right? So one quick fix after I was able to identify that that was a trigger for me was to turn off my email um so I wouldn't wouldn't get emails work emails in the morning until I got to the office. Mm-hmm. And it of course is a practice so, so I would I find myself sometimes re- reverting back to the old ways, but even as I'm sharing with you all this example, it, it it's a good reminder to to remember those things that are causing that stress and make the adjustments
1: necessary. Right, exactly. So very quickly, you can tell from doing this activity, which ones are creating stress responses and which ones are creating more relaxation responses. So then the next step is to hone in, as Brenda talked about, on your energy chupacabra. So which ones are creating you the most stress and which ones are draining you of your energy? So you can do this by going through your list one by one, and you can... And a simple way to do it is to note how much energy you had when you were doing the activity. And to keep it simple, you can say, um, you know, did I have a little bit of energy, medium energy, or a lot of energy? And then next, note how stressed you felt during each activity. Did you feel a little stress, medium stress, or a lot of stress? And, and again, the biggest tru- energy chupacabras tru- will be the ones where you had... The least amount of energy and the most amount of stress, and so those can be the ones that you can really hone in on and and try to see if you one can completely get rid of this activity. And so for a lot of us, it, it might be it pr- will probably be no, right? There's a lot of activities that we that we do have to do, but sometimes there are some things that are causing us a lot of uh, stress that we can get rid of. So. But if we can't get rid of it, we can work on figuring out what kind of adjustments we can make. And Brenda had a great example of an adjustment that she made, to.
0: Yes. Yes. So recently, one of the ways that I can identify my energy energy chupacabra, sometimes you might have one of these that could do it for you. They're called husbands. So my husband helped me identify an energy chupacabra, which is drinking coffee, Mm -hmm. drinking coffee. Makes me like anxious. It gives me which is interesting. Yeah, it it was like ah, you know, and it was making the other the other baby energy chupacabras worse. Mm -hmm. So I've it's been a week, and I've switched to tea, and I've I'm practicing that, and it's been working out pretty pretty good for me. But it's a practice,
1: so that's an example. I love it. Yeah. So you can hone in on which ones are your energy chupacabras and what adjustments you can make. But the other thing that identifying these can help you do is this may be the time for you to try out a stress relief technique to help you relieve that stress so that you create that relaxation period between that stress that you have at that moment and an upcoming stress. So, we want to talk a little bit about stress relief techniques. We won't have time to get too into them. And one of the things that we've been doing on the show in in previous episodes is we've been introducing different stress relief techniques, and, and it is something that we want to continue doing. We want to continue offering different techniques and tools that can help our listeners stay healthier. Some examples of relief techniques include meditation, mindfulness activities where you are really trying to focus on staying on the staying in, in the present, practicing gratitude, journaling affirmations, different breath techniques, cardio, both slow and fast, and yoga postures. So we don't have time to go into these in detail, but what we, we've been doing on Tamarino for the last several episodes are introducing different techniques during our calma moment to help us be healthier so that we can do the important work that many of us are out there doing. So we will continue doing that and introducing you to different techniques and, and tools that, that hopefully you'll find helpful.
0: Oh, I learned so much about de-stressing and stressing and all that. We're going to get more into it later. But this is the part of our show where we do our matraca and our basura.
1: So, Sheila what gets your matraca? My matraca today is going out to Elena Deladon, and I might be pronouncing her last name wrong. now. Yeah. yeah. So she's the first player in the WNBA to join the 50-40-90 club, and there's only actually only seven men in the NBA who are part of this club. So first, actually, I'm just curious— Brenda, what you think the 50-40-90 club I'm glad is. you asked me because
0: I was about to ask you. What is that? I don't know. I have no idea. What, what's, it's, it's your, not, what's your guess? What's 50, your guess? 50-40-90? Oh, my gosh. Uh, 50% of the time, they make the ball in the hoop. And 40 is their age. And 90 is... <laughs> I have no idea.
1: I have right, no idea. You got, what you mean? Got, you got one right. So um, 50% of field goals made okay wait you field, do field goals is just like any any, sh- any wait a minute there's field goals in basketball well, that's what they call it it's like your shot oh shots. my god i'm learning something i'm new shots. thing now i'm learning something now okay 40 percent of your three pointers do you know what a three, three yes that's, is? i know that
0: one that's the far away one yes <laughs> it's far away yes. one. yep
1: i know that one and then 90 percent from the free throw line
0: Okay, well, you hope that that's a good one, that they get most of those. <laughs>
1: right, 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 exactly. Okay, but but 90, okay. 90%, it's really impressive. So just wanted to give a matraka to her. It's just amazing to see the level of WNBA play. At, just, it's at such a high level right now, and it continues to get better. And But what I want to give my basura to is the fact that despite this, their pay continues to be dismal. And what's frustrating, <laughs> what's frustrating is that it appears that The NBA and other owners, it's like they're not really—like, they don't really care about the success of these teams. And um, actually, the Hoops uh, Talk podcast mentioned— This uh, is a favorite podcast. One of our favorite podcasts. Yes, shout out to them. They went to a a game, and they were talking about how there weren't enough people staffed at the Staples Center for the game. So they spent literally a quarter in line to get at the concession stand because they—like, the Staples Center just just didn't do a good job staffing the— These ladies deserve more. Right and they had no apparel like th- th- people are ready to spend money and They're they're not they're not helping that you know and so for example I was trying to go to I want to go to the next playoff game and I was literally trying to find out when is the next playoff game and I spent several minutes trying to figure this out and it's like I'm trying to buy a ticket like why is it so hard for me I want to give you my money I want to give you my money and you're literally making it hard for the WNBA to make money and succeed so I would like to see some changes in that area so that is my matraca and my basura okay
0: how about you Brenda so first I'm going to very quick and
1: short matraca, always.
0: Y'all, I think I have my favorite candidate, and it's Elizabeth Warren. And really? uh, Yeah, she's my fave. She's my fave. There's some other like, notables that might be excellent VPs, but yes. for the top ticket, we've got Elizabeth Warren on the top of my list, and she always gets a matraca forever. But very quickly, just to keep it very short, this is how she's described in political. Elizabeth Warren, she was an academic who helped write the book on how to reign in Wall Street, only to be blocked from her dream job running the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, of which she is the architect of, by Republicans. Republicans and bankers were scared shitless about her, and they made sure that she wasn't the person that was running it. So that's who Elizabeth Warren is. And as a senator, her her populist economic messages have animated the Democratic base. Don't you forget it. I want you all to hear it. And Matraca to Elizabeth Warren.
1: Let her be clear.
0: (laughs) Yes, let me be clear. She's my fave. And my basura. Restaurants in Los Angeles, in California, that have the audacity to give me audacity tabasco when i ask for tapatio
1: like how do you even confuse those like they basura, taste so different
0: basura basura.com and with that that was our episode we hope, it. Like it. we hope you like it write us a
1: review some y te calmo, <laughs> <laughs> great perfect i love it guess what Brenda what on the Sheila we can now officially say we are Tamarindo podcast as seen on Oprah magazine oh my god Oprah magazine I bet she's listening
0: right now and that is all thanks to a listener who suggested us when Oprah magazine was putting together a list of Latinx podcasts
1: and this is why we really appreciate when our fans take a few minutes to write us a review or suggest us for podcast recommendations
0: yeah here's an example of an awesome review of Tamarindo the podcast we received from our listener Lizzie where she says I'm always learning something new it's exciting to have latinx women representation when discussing current affairs and culture in today's climate and they have a fun and positive attitude that keeps me coming back for more
1: yes thank you so much lizzie so please rate and review Marino podcast on apple Podcasts today it means so much to us yay
0: Tamarindo Podcast is independently produced by Brenda Gonzalez
1: and Ana Sheila Victorino with sound engineering by Jeff DeVoe. If you were a fan of the show, we hope you will rate and review Tamarindo on Apple Podcasts or share Tamarindo Podcast with a friend. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Follow us on the gram at Tamarindo Podcast or on Twitter at Tamarindo Cast and find us at tamarindopodcast.com.